Hey everyone. Hey everyone, how's it going? Hope you're having a good Wednesday. Hope things are going well for you. You're good week. I'm looking forward to this Friday. I'm going and uh, visiting some people, but I uh, wanted to uh, share with you today. Just something on my heart from the word from the word and uh, what God is doing in, in my life. And uh, this one has been on my heart a lot lately. And we're talking about unity. We're talking about with. Uh, with number three. And I think that we get this idea that we can handle things all on our own. We can handle problems. We can handle situations. Oh, we'll post stuff on Facebook. We'll, we might call our best friend or something, but there's something about living a Christian life that we can't do on our own. In Matthew 18, 20 is the key verse for today. It says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am, there am I among them. You know, we've been talking about being with God. We've been talking about this connection with God. And how we could be with Jesus, how we could be with the Holy Spirit. But I think Jesus kind of is like, I'm going to turn the tables. I don't want you just to be with me. I want to be with you. Think about that. He wants us. He wants to be with us. He's not just, hey, I want you to chase after me. He's chasing after us. And he doesn't just say, I'm just going to come after you. I want you to be together on this. Where two or three are gathered. And I think we put stipulations and oh, that, you know, you're just, you know, I've seen people use this and as an excuse for not having a large crowd, but honestly, we need people every day to be united with us. The Bible says, carry one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That means we're together on the burden. We work together on our burdens. We do things together. The Christian life was never meant to be a solo project. Jesus sent people out two by two. We are reunited with other people in carrying our burdens together. I look at this and I'm just like, man, we many times think we're supposed to do things, the Christian life, all on our own. I can't share when I fail, when I struggle, the problems I have. <clears throat> what will people think of me? What will people think of when, when I tell them that I'm hurt? Or I'm down? Or I'm struggling? I know pastors who are afraid to t- say that they, they have problems with sin in their life because if they tell anybody, what will you know, what will people do? Let's sweep it under the rug. Let's just, let's just let that go. 
We're not going to tell anybody what we're doing, what we're going through. And we can't heal from pain. When we're trying to do stuff on our own, you won't find healing if you have to carry the load by yourself. You won't find healing with your mate if your mate has to struggle by themselves. Men, <clears throat> we've got to carry a load together. And it's many times only other men can understand that load. We got to carry things together. We got to lift together. You know that old saying, bend with your knees? And we got to bend with our knees together. We've got to carry... Life is not meant to live alone. It is not good for man to be alone. First chapter of the Bible. Talking about men. They created men. But it's not just being in the same room together. It's not just... Okay, we're together on this. Acts 2. I love this scripture. Excuse me. Acts 2 is one of those verses that I think we we miss. It says, when the day of Pentecost arrived, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. Okay, 120 people. But there was more than just being in the same room together. The King James were, used the word in one accord. And I heard the joke. Yeah, they were in the same Honda. 120 people. One room. United. The word that they, is used together. There is this uniting of hearts and minds and passions. And we are all together in this together. To carry the load. They knew something important. Something powerful was coming. And it wasn't just going to be for one or two of them. It was going to be for everyone. Jesus told them to wait on the promise. And they didn't know what that promise looked like. They didn't know what how to, what was going to happen. But they knew they had to be together. And they were united of one heart and one mind. We've got to live that way. What if our churches of 120 or less would come together in one heart, in one mind, waiting for the Holy Spirit to guide them to lead the world? What if our homes came together with three or two or three different people, united together against the problems to carry the load together? of one accord. I don't even know what this world would look like, but I can tell you, I believe it would change the world. Another verse that came is in Psalm 133. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. And he goes, starts talking about the amazing things of unity and what it looked like. And it talks about the anointing. And it talks about, you know, just 
the anointing dripping off of them and the amazing things and this incredible picture. And it just, it look it seems weird if you first look at it, to be honest, but he's, there's something grand and glorious about unity to God. When we can dwell together, focused, he's going to be there in the midst I th- believe God is just waiting for people to come together and be of one heart and one mind so he can be in the room together. You see, it's one of those things where it's like, they're getting close. They're getting closer. They're united. I'm there. If he's all in for a party. He's all there. All in. Great. We got two or three together. I'm there. And we're going to see what I can do. Oh. Do not do life alone. Do not go about this, these struggles alone. Ephesians chapter 4, Paul writes, he's, just, you know, he's sitting there in prison. And he's talking to people of Ephesus. And you, I love Ephesians. I probably said this the last time. But Ephesians is just this heart, this raw heart of God and with the Christian life. To, to these people. And he's like, you can tell, he goes, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, he liked to throw that in there, urge you, this is that, from the bottom of my heart, I urge you to walk in a mether, manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Okay? I want you to do what you've been called to do. Live your life right with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. There it is, the unity. Bearing together the Christian life in love. Eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Come together. In unity, with peace, passion, bearing everything together, bearing one another's burdens. We are meant to be together and sharing things in unity, in love. And when we see disunity, our job isn't to add to it, it is to kick it out the door. If we see where there's a problem, it's like the the ape in the room, the elephant in the room, whatever you want to call it. We've got to say, hey, this is a problem. We've got to get rid of it. And it's us against it, not us against each other. And we kick the problem and we have unity because we. this isn't too important. This is too important. <clears throat> unity is too important to have a problem. Unity is tough. Because sometimes we can't even be unified by ourselves. Sometimes we sit there and we have troubles just being in the same room with ourselves. Let alone anybody else coming into the room. But God has called us to unity and building each other up strengthen each other, walking through 
every day together. I pray this encourages you. I pray you find hope. I pray that today, if you've had a problem with somebody that you've been unified with in the past or your close friend, call them. Get rid of the problem so you can move forward together. Living together. Living life together. It's better together. I pray you have a really good finish to your week. I'll be back in two weeks. Y'all have a blessed day. John Britton, out.